This morning, I am going to finish the captive series. Uh, During this series, my prayer for you has been that God would bring greater freedom to your life. All of us battle the sinful nature. Even after we accept Jesus, we know that battle is real. But the Lord really does bring freedom. He brings freedom over attitudes like worry and bitterness and anger and addiction. If there is some sin in your life or attitude that you have not broken free from yet, I pray that you have renewed your commitment to the Lord to choose that way out that God always provides. The the scripture for this series has been 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will always provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. I hope that that you believe that, that there is always a way out when you face temptation. And I also pray that, that God would give you the strength to choose that way out when you face temptation because everyone faces temptation. Because as you choose that way out, you experience more of the freedom that you have in Christ. It's a freedom that is complete. It's a freedom that God longs for all of us to have. Uh, my heart goes out to you if you are taking steps in overcoming something that you are not free from yet. Because I I know it's hard. I know that God doesn't always remove those things from your life. And what I don't want to, to happen in your life is for you to try to choose that way out, to to renew your commitment to being free in Christ, a freedom that is yours freely through faith, and then fall or falter or fail again and then give up. Freedom is always worth fighting for. And that will preach in so many different ways. But what I don't want, I, I don't want you to feel defeated and think, you know what? Who am I kidding? I've been here before. This is just who I am. I can't. I just can't be free of this. This always holds me captive. I will never be free. Maybe you even tried to live free from something this past week, after last week's message, and you've already faltered. The temptation is to give up and believe the lies that the enemy starts to whisper in your ear about that. So the last trap of this series that I want to talk about is the lies the enemy tells us. Lies are Satan's native tongue, and he tells them continuously. Look at John 8:44 with me. This is Jesus uh, talking to a, a group of people that are trying to kill him. He says... You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out the father's desires, i.e. kill him. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. 
as Jesus confronts those who are kind of plotting against him to kill him, he reveals to us the, the nature of the enemy and what the nature speaks. And it's lies continuously. Uh, you realize that this series, Captive, could go on indefinitely uh, with the number of things that hold us captive. I, like I could probably preach for, for a year and just stay right here. We could talk about greed. We could talk about gluttony. We could talk about complaining. We could talk about dishonoring your parents. Many of you parents wish I had. Uh, there are so many things that hold and can hold us captive. But when you boil them all down... There is a lie behind every single thing that holds and threatens to hold us captive. A lie that promises something that whatever that is can't deliver. And it comes, those lies come from the father of lies. It's a trap aimed at causing destruction. Because that's Satan's goal, to cause as much harm to the people God created and loves as possible. Now, Ezekiel 28, specifically verses 11 through 19, is about the king of Tyre and his sinfulness. But historians and theologians over the years have also seen that as Lucifer's fall from grace. And I'm not going to flesh all of Ezekiel out, but the name Lucifer means bright morning star. And it's what Satan was called before he fell from God's grace and before he rebelled against God. And Lucifer at some point became prideful. And in his love of his own beauty and glory, which God gave him, by the way, his heart became twisted. And God cast him out of heaven. And one day, it says in verse 19 of Ezekiel 28, he will be no more. Until then, he is not called Lucifer or bright morning star any longer. He is called Satan, which simply means adversary. He opposes God. He works against God's plans. He is against God's people. Remember this. Even though he opposes God and works against God, he is not God, nor is he a God. He is not all-powerful. He is not all-knowing. He is not God's equal. It is not like when you face temptation, there's that little God-angel thing on one side and the little devil with a pitchfork on the other, like equally going back and forth against you and your temptation and your soul. God is all-powerful. Satan is a created being. So what I want to do this morning is talk about a few, few areas that Satan tells us lies about and how we can experience freedom. Because Satan doesn't really change his tactics over the years. He, he always tells lies about these areas. So number one, if you're taking notes, Satan tells us lies about who we are if you tried to live in freedom over your sin, over your addiction, and have already faltered. I can tell you what lies Satan is already whispering in your ear. He's saying, God is so disappointed in you. 
you are such a terrible person. You failed at quitting again. Just accept it. You're hopeless. You're worthless. You're broken. And you don't appreciate what God did for you. You are so weak. You know, something like that. Because the preacher has never heard any of that stuff. Right. But Scripture says something profoundly different about who we are in Christ. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You and I are new creations. We are God's workmanship. That term workmanship actually means masterpiece. He designed you with a plan in mind. He designed you just the way he wanted you. And he has a plan for you to do good works. He planned them for you in advance. In advance of what? In advance even of your birth. In advance, even of your coming to faith, God knew you. Some of you may know what this tool is. I'm going to guess most of you do not because this tool is like old school. And if you don't know what this is, you have no clue what to do with this. None whatsoever. In fact, if you saw it in a bin of junk, you might think it was junk because I found it in a bin (laughs) of junk, but I knew what it was and I knew what to do with it. The point is, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to act. If you believe a lie about who you are, you won't be free and you won't be able to do the good you are capable of doing, the good that God planned in advance for you to do. That tool is called the spokeshave and it's used to make chair spindles, round edges over, carve things, and it's good and I love using it. All of us were created good. But we lost the image of God that was good in us in the garden. And we became not good. But in Christ, through faith, we are new creations. Good again by the blood of Jesus. God now sees us as blameless as we were in the garden. Righteous sinless. How crazy and awesome is that? Do not believe the lie. Don't live the lie. Live in freedom. Many of you know that I like to build furniture. Uh, I once built uh, a bench to go with a table for somebody, and I took it over to their house and and delivered it, and he, he took one look at it, and he said, will that hold me? 
He was a really big guy. <laughs> and I didn't hesitate at all. I looked at him and I said, that would hold five of you. In fact, if your truck would fit, that thing would hold your truck. See, I knew that because I created it. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you don't know what you're capable of. But God created you. And he knows the good he planned for you. And he knows what you are capable of. And in faith, if you remain in him, nothing is impossible for God. Satan will lie about who we are and who we're becoming. Oh, you'll never change, he'll say. And you might be tempted to believe him, but don't believe it because it's a lie. You are free, free to walk in that freedom. It's a process. Cut yourself some slack, but you are free. The second area that Satan tells us lies, Satan will tell us lies about who God is. It's what he has done since the very beginning. Remember in the Garden of Eden, Satan said to Eve, did God really say that you couldn't eat from any tree in this entire garden? Satan knew full well that's not what God said. But it was a trap. And Satan got Eve to look at the one thing in that garden that she couldn't have. Have you ever noticed that you want exactly what you can't have? Anybody ever try to give up sweets? <laughs> what do you want? Like an entire sheet cake, right? Anybody's doctor ever tell them, you know, you need to give up red meat. What do you want? Like this big fat steak? Eve says, I can't have that one. And oh, it looks so good. And Satan pipes up. He's a big fat liar. He just doesn't want you to be as smart as him. You can eat that. You better handle this, Eve, because ha, you can't trust him. Most of us would like to think that we wouldn't have eaten the fruit. But Satan tells the same lie over and over and over again. He says things like, oh, you got to worry about that. you got to take control of that situation because God isn't going to come through for you. You better keep feeding that addiction because God's not going to fill that void. You're, you're going to be lost. You're going to be hopeless. You're not going to know what to do. You can't do without that. You owe it to yourself. And God doesn't care. Don't tithe. You need that money. Listen, if God would bless you more, you could afford to, but he hasn't, so you can't. The church just wants your money like everybody else. Lies. God is enough. He does care, and he has blessed us tremendously. He is in control, and his plans for us are good. Don't believe the lie, because you can trust him. Number three, Satan will lie about what God wants to do through us. This is a lengthy verse of Scripture, but it's 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. It says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. 
Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles, meaning in this land because our home is someplace else, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, that means just those who don't know God as their Savior, that through, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. We are called to declare the praises of God. We have been called to live in such a way that our actions bring glory to him even by those who don't know him. But Satan will lie to you about what God wants to do through you. He will say things like, who do you think you are to tell other people about Jesus? You're a sinner just like they are. You don't know enough about the Bible and the way you live. <laughs> yeah, right. You go ahead and show them Jesus. I love the way First Peter tells us that our testimony is really twofold. One, we are called to declare the praises of him who called us out of the darkness and into the light. We are called to say it. We are called to share it. He made us new. Even though we are in process, we can still declare it because it's God's intent and it's where we're going. He showed us mercy. You do not have to have attained it already. Even Paul said, not that I've attained it already, but... Let me tell you about the goodness of God. God made us his people and considers us his special possession. Scripture says he loved us passionately while we were yet sinners. Now that we've received Christ, that hasn't gone away. Notice the declaring that we are to be doing isn't telling other people like how bad they are doing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're to be telling people how wonderful God is and what he's done for us. In the process, you can be real about your struggles because it just highlights the goodness of God. The gospel, even if you're not taking notes, write this down. <laughs> the gospel is good news, not a list of don't do's as you declare his praises. Don't focus on how bad the darkness is, but how wonderful the light is. And Peter also tells us, number two, we are called to live such good lives that God is glorified. Let me just have you ponder this question. If you never told your neighbors or your coworkers that you were a Christian, would they see Jesus in you? Would they guess that there is something different about you? Would they see anything different in your life over your other neighbors or your other coworkers? Now, I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you. I'm trying to encourage you to live, work, and play the good news of Jesus Christ and the freedom that we have. You are free. You are healed. You are forgiven. You are God's special possession. And you are treasured and loved. What we treasure and how we live points to who we live for. If you're married, treasure your spouse. 
If you have kids, love them and raise them in the faith. Work, when, whatever you work at, work as if you are working for Jesus. It is often those things, those simple things that speak the loudest and the clearest. The enemy will tell you lies about who you are. He will tell you lies about who God is, and he will tell you lies about what God wants to do through you. But the truth is he has set you free, and you are free to declare the praises of God with everything that you do. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks this morning for the freedom that we have in Christ, for the freedom to declare your praises, the freedom to, to live our faith out loud and to proclaim your goodness. And God, even though we don't, we don't always feel like your special possession, we don't always feel free, God, it's the truth because we've accepted you as our Lord and Savior. God, we don't want to be captive anymore. May your Holy Spirit bring freedom this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.